Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. Okay, the rumors are true. Next Level Launch is now open for enrollment, and I am seriously so excited to open up the doors to this program. This is literally one of my absolute favorite courses. I love running it, and I'm so excited to let you know that you can enroll now and join me for six weeks where we will together help you step into your power, show up for those that need you, literally shine your light by creating your own online course or program, and call in massive abundance as a result. I'm warning you now, you will not come out of this program the same person that you go in. Every single girl that goes through this program literally starts off as one version of themselves and they come out six weeks later, an entirely different version, an up-leveled version, showing up as a coach, a light worker, a mentor, running their own online course, working with soulmate clients and having the impact that they were always here to have. If you're a woman who knows that she is here for more and you have been feeling this nudge lately that you have a voice to share, a message that needs to be heard and a light to shine, then I encourage you to come and join me inside of Next Level Launch. The doors are open right now and you can grab $200 off the price of the enrollment by entering the code ELEVATE200, that's E-L-E-V-A-T-E 200 at the checkout. Pre-sale pricing is only available until 11.59 p.m. on February 5th, Australian time. And you can find out all of the course details, watch testimonials from girls who have been inside and figure out all of the beautiful details and if it's a good fit for you by heading to strongbabe.co forward slash next level watch. Welcome back, my love. I am so excited to bring you today's episode where I am sitting down with the gorgeous Paul Fishman. I first came across Paul listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Skinny Confidential, him and her show, and seriously just fell in love with his entire vibe. Paul is someone that just shows up so incredibly. His energy is everything. He is sassy as fuck and literally is just there to help you to realize how worthy of love you really are. Paul is a self-love coach who helps people to love themselves, live confidently, and ditch people-pleasing. And there are some gems inside of this episode. I know you babes are going to love it. He's the host of his own podcast, The Self-Love Show, and he is the one behind the whole self-love is the best medicine movement. And he wants you to know that you matter. That is his whole mission in this life. And he does it so beautifully. And I'm just so excited to have his light inside of this episode. Together, we dive into so much around fostering the light that already lives within you. We go through how to define your individuality, practical ways to love yourself, to create self-awareness, to turn your struggle into your success, what to do when it comes to hate on the internet, and so much more. I absolutely love this episode, and I know that by the end of it, you are going to have fallen in love with Paul as well. So as you are listening, screenshot your favorite parts of the episode, make sure that you share it on Instagram and tag us at Taylor A. Peters and at Paul Fishman. And I'm so excited to see all of your favorite parts inside of the DMs. Now let's dive in to the episode.
the gorgeous Paul Fishman. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for reminding me I'm gorgeous. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Look, it's a good way to start out any conversation is to just like yes. give you a little pep talk, raise those vibes, make you feel good. <laughs> All about it. Uh, I'm, like I said to you before we started recording, I'm thrilled to have you on. I love everything that you stand for. You're absolutely incredible in the way that you show up online and the space that you hold for people in terms of really stepping into self-love and loving themselves authentically and everything like that. And you know, obviously I know a lot about you, but for those who don't know you and don't know what you're about at all, I'd love for you to paint a little picture of what your journey was like and what it is that you do today. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a self-love coach and my mission is to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. And, um, it has been a long road for me to get to a spot where I can say that I love myself and and at least I'm striving to love myself every single day. Um, and just by living and breathing that message every single day, I have projected myself into a leadership role in the online digital space. And just, I like to think the world when it comes to self-love and how to just look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself exactly as you are right here now. And knowing that the way you look today or the way you feel today is not going to be the way that you look and feel tomorrow. And that's okay. Right. That's the that's the point of life. It's, it's an ever learning, growing journey. And um, I got to this point just on being at rock bottom, you know, not loving my body, not loving my life, not loving my job, not loving the people that I had surrounded myself with, realizing that I was doing and operating from a, a place of having making sure that I was living up to the expectations that I thought other people had for me. AKA I was a, a people pleaser through and through. So <laughs> yeah, so my journey of dismissing people pleasing and doing things for myself really translated as a journey into self-love and acceptance. And that has taken me down a path of moving cross country from New York City back into my parents' home when I was 29, working for the family business, almost destroying my relationship with my father throughout that uh, then going and working in the fitness industry out of fear because I was worried that I scared that I was going to gain weight if I didn't work out every single day and be motivated to work out by being paid to do that. <laughs> and uh, then just aligning myself with my truth, which is just having a dance party every day and inspiring people to do that too. Yes. Oh my gosh. All about the dance parties. <laughs> All about them. There's so much that I want to unpack and dive a little bit deeper into with everything that you've said. The first thing that as you were talking, and I want to dive a little bit more into your story, but what actually came up for me when you first started speaking was, you know, aligning with your truth and stepping into that fully. And then that has like led you to be such a leader and such an expert in the self-love movement. I want to ask you, like, you know, are you someone that believes like when you show up fully, like as your fully expressed self, the universe responds and starts to line up little things that allow like the next step to happen and the next step. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Well, when you said that, I got the chills. So (laughs) I fully am aligned with that. Uh, I think that it's one of these like really powerful things that happens when you finally say yes to you. And, you know, the best way for me to 
outline or, or show this is, is when uh, I can tell a client's story. And normally, most people who join my programming and my community, they'll see the most expansion and the most challenge, but also the most growth in like the first seven days. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my clients in particular, she, her house was on the market for ages, like so long, I was having such a hard time selling it. Second, she signed up for my program and said, I'm going to choose me over anything else. Her house sold the next day. Yes. And like, I mean, I'm taking full credit for that. Of course. You're like, I'll take my 10% commission of the sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's really like just a testament to like, you can roll your eyes at that. But ultimately, the the whole way that it works, she, she, she sent me a message and she said, Paul, I don't know what kind of magic you're working, but you know, just like stacking little things on, like her wanting to get a new job, but not knowing where to look. And then this new job just like fell in her lap, right? All because she said, I am worth it and mm-hmm. I deserve it. You know, looking at myself in the mirror and acknowledging that I am a worthy human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh, I align so much. Like I'm, I'm so about that. And, you know, with what I do, like I help women with coaching in terms of like female entrepreneurship and stepping into that. But ultimately, like it so comes from stepping into like owning who you are first and showing up and honoring yourself and filling up your cup and doing the things that make you feel good and like affirming like I'm fucking worthy of this. Like this is me. This is how I show up. And then everything else lines up. So oh, I'm so on your page with all of that. And I love it so much. And for those that are listening and are like, okay, well, that all sounds good. But like, you know, it's all good and well to say like, you are worthy, you know, but if they're not feeling that way, what are some of the things that you would say to them to start to like realize that worthiness, worthiness within themselves? I mean, this is, this is a longer process than just like a, a saying one thing to them. But what ultimately I try and get underneath that feeling of unworthiness, like what lives underneath that? Where did that come from? Where did that spawn from more often than not these things happen at very young age in childhood you know my story around worthiness was being told that if I didn't bring grandchildren into this world for my dad if I didn't have you know a high paying job or at least make as much money if not more than my father did then I was a failure and I wasn't worthy of being a you know having the legacy that is the fisherman name right this was basically what was conditioned into me as a very very young boy so mm-hmm. you can understand how much struggle and pain that caused for me as I moved through life and you know discovered my sexuality and discovered who I am as a, a true human and and knowing that having fun and living my life and enjoying it is way more important than working day in and day out to just make money right and and i mean the beauty of that whole journey that i've been on is i've been the most successful i've ever been just speaking my truth yeah and this is just something to to just acknowledge that when you lean into the full idea that you are worthy of your dreams regardless of what anyone else says then that's the first step mm-hmm. right so I mean, it's a kind of a, <laughs> a workaround for your question, but it's, it's really just like pinpointing where the feeling that you weren't worthy comes from mm-hmm. and then unpacking that. And, and that's something that I do with all of my clients on a really, really deep level. And I think you have to do that. Mm-hmm. If, if you really, you get to do that if you yes. really want to be successful. 
Love that. Love the shift from like have to do that to get to do that. So freaking powerful. I made that shift a while back in my life and it shifted so many things, like starting to look at it as like fucking blessing. Like it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a hard thing. Like you get to choose to make this easy and to enjoy the process and express gratitude for it. Um, no, I love that. I think that it's, it's so, you articulate it so, so well. And it's, it's such a foundational part of like everything moving forward is like coming into that state of like worthiness and self-love first. And then everything else is as a result of that. And I love what you spoke about with, you know, obviously, you know, the money side of things and like leaning into abundance and everything like that, like that comes as a result when, although you were trying to force it before and coming from a place of like, you know, how am I going to make money and be successful and hold up the family name and all these sort of things, you know, ultimately when you let go of all of that and you focused on prioritizing yourself, that was where the abundance came as a result. And so I love that because I think a lot of the time we go backwards about it. And when we come from that place of forcing, um, it can be very easy to think that you're doing the right thing when ultimately you just need to take a step back, like you said, and, focus on that first and then everything comes as a result. So love it. Love it. And I, you know, I, I want to dive more into your story, but so many other things are coming up and I always just trust where I am led to, but you know, with, you know, as a self love coach and you're incredible at what you do and I love seeing you show up and all the success that you've had for a lot of those listening. And we've got a lot of girls that listen and they're either like wanting to step into entrepreneurship or they're already in entrepreneurship, have a business, have a side hustle, something like that. And sometimes there can be a lot of belief around, okay, well, if I'm not teaching someone how to make money or have like business success, um, who's going to really want to pay me? And there can be a lot of belief that like there can't be success unless you're teaching one of those two things. And obviously you're someone that has had massive success, you know, obviously teaching self-love and getting people to step into that. Talk to my girls on that. Tell them what you think about that side of things. I really want to hear your take on this. Well, uh, First of all, like if you're feeling that you're not alone, like been there, done that still sometimes like looking at them, looking at the the people that I compare myself to, which comparison in itself is not a cute look, but looking <laughs> at people who, who make me feel like a compared Ashian, I, uh, I just ultimately see these people like Amanda Francis, who we were talking about, she's a, f- a friend of mine. And like, I was having dinner with her and she was just like, Paul, it's just like, it's fun and easy. Just make it fun and easy. She said, it doesn't matter what you're selling. She was like, yeah, I'm the money queen. But like, if you're, you're the self-love king, it's fun and easy. Don't, everything else doesn't matter. She said, don't shift your mentality around, you know, selling what pe- you think people want. Just speak from your heart, right? Because if these women who, if you're listening to this and you're just like, I just really want to teach people how to make like the perfect upside down pineapple cake. Like I love upside down pineapple cake so much. And that's just my calling. I want to charge people thousands of dollars to teach them how to make this cake. Then like lean into that and find that joy in it. And the people will come, right? It's, I think that a lot of times we, we want to hop into the entrepreneurialism and the business because it's like, oh, business people know that it's important to invest in themselves, right? So it's like going to be an easy sell. But if you're not sold on it, right? If you think that, you, if you're also saying that people are only going to pay me doing this, uh, if I do this one thing, is operating from a place of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, you're, you're going, you might have like an influx of abundance at the beginning, but then it's just going to fall flat on your face. Yeah. And, and, and I can speak truly from my own experience. I launched a membership over the summer 
And this was something that I did specifically because I was like, I want abundant recurring income. I didn't want to have to work less and make more. Like, this is what I'm going to do, you know, but I was operating from a place of scarcity. I, I, it didn't fill me up with joy. Like when I was building it out, I was like, this is no fun. I don't get any one-on-one communication with these people. They're doing it on their own. Like, that's not my, that's not my bread and butter. I don't enjoy doing that. And it reflected in the success of that, which it wasn't successful at all, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, you can look at someone like me who, on paper, you know, Instagram following, podcast appearances, you know, brand partnerships looks very successful. But when it comes to, like, some things that I've done in the past, they've fallen flat on their face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but that got me to realign with where I was meant to be, which is the group coaching, which yeah. is the the one-on-one VIP days, all that kind of fun stuff that I love doing and showing up for. So if you're hearing this and you're just like, oh, well, I'm just, I just really just want to make money. Okay, great. You know, go off and do that and you might be successful, but will you be like fulfilled? Those are two very different things. Yes. Such different things. And it's so important that we get clear on that when it comes to how we want to show up and then call in money. Cause I love what you said. And like, even when you were speaking and then you were like, you know, discussing the membership and then shifted into talking about like your group programs and your one-on-ones, like your energy shifted so much because you can tell that's what you're aligned with. Like that's what you're supposed to be doing by holding that container of space for those people rather than just doing it from a place of like, okay, how can I just like make money, make money, make money. And just so spot on with all of that in like, you know, really realizing, like you said, if you are going to do this from a place of like, what's going to be quick, what's going to be easy, what's going to make me money fast. Like, yes, there might be some sort of like short term results, but long term, like you've got to realize like, or does this like authentically vibe with me? Like, does this feel good? Do I feel aligned with this? And if the answer is no, give yourself permission to make a shift because ultimately like your audience, your clients, they're going to feel it from you. And I'm sure that you can attest to this. Like your audience loves you because of the way that you show up and you're so passionate about it. And real, like realistically, like you probably couldn't ever speak about like, you know, some other tangent of thing with such passion and for as long as you have, because you don't care about it as much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, if you're coming from a place of like, okay, well, this is going to make me money. So I'll just talk about these things. And I've got like six points that I can talk about. And then that's just about it. You're ultimately not going to have, like for me with what I do, I can't stop. I can't shut up. Like I literally cannot stop talking about it. Like to download after download after download, like it's always coming through. And that's because I'm aligned with what I'm doing, but I've definitely been where you've been as well, where it's like, you know, you did something where it's like, okay, I'll do this. Cause I think it's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, rather than what, what actually feels good to me. And so in terms of like shifting away from, you know, supposed to's and like living out of obligation. And this comes back, I guess, a lot to, you know, everything that you talk about in terms of like accepting yourself and giving yourself permission to do what you, what feels good and all that sort of stuff. Um, what, what would you say to someone there who's like sort of like living out of obligation at this, at this point in their life and they kind of know it and they've got that niggling little feeling, but they don't know how to give themselves permission to shift or to start to love themselves or whatever it is that they actually know deep down that they need. Well, you know, I, that's a great question. And I, I think that it's really important to point out that most people who are living in that obligation aren't fully aware that they're living in that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the first step is when you notice that you aren't feeling fulfilled, you aren't, you're feeling like you're waking up to go to work because you have to, not because you want to, or not because you get to, or all, all the other reframes of that have and that shame and that should and all that stuff, like releasing all of that 
when you notice that you're not feeling obligation, that's the first step is noticing. Like that's before you can even do any of the work. It's noticing and then admitting that, hey, I this isn't working for me. Something's got to give. Because if you're just, you're listening to this and you're just like, oh no, you know, I'm happy in my life. Then lean into being happy in your life, right? There, there's also a lot of shame that comes from, from people these days, seeing all these online entrepreneurs, like being hit with all of these like, emails being like do my course for this and do this and that and like and like I'll, I can take my husband as a perfect example he works a nine to five he loves that he loves the consistency mm. this entrepreneurial life isn't meant for everyone and if you're feeling shame around not wanting to be an entrepreneur then notice that and then just say like okay well I don't want to be an entrepreneur and that's okay right it's like Self-love, coming back to it, is the devotion to your individuality. You are not like me. You are not like anyone else but yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's really important to remember that. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm so glad that you said that because we are in a day and age, obviously social media and the whole like laptop lifestyle and like ditch the nine to five movement, like all of that. And don't get me wrong. Like for me, that speaks to my soul, obviously, because it's what I do, but it's not for everyone. And I so agree with you with me. Like when I was in nine to five, I felt anxiety. I felt trapped. I hated it. I'd wake up every day. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to do something by myself. Like, but that's not everyone. And like your hubby, like if, if you're like that and you're, you know, waking up like, I fucking love my nine to five. It's so good. Love the consistency. Always know when I'm getting paid. Like love having a lunch break at this time. Like love my coworkers, whatever. Like celebrate the shit out of that. Like you don't have to go and do it out of an obligation that you think that's what everyone's doing. And that's what quote unquote success looks like. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. I would totally agree. Mic yeah. drop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. So I, 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 let's go back a little bit. So obviously, you know, when you were talking, um, before about like that rock bottom moment for you and how that sort of like led into everything else. And I have a rock bottom story as well. And I'm, I'm all about it. I definitely think we're literally, we were watching bridesmaids last night and we, you know, in bridesmaids and she's like, Oh, I've hit my bottom. And she's like, Nope, Nope. Just when I thought I'd hit bottom, I found a new bottom. Like, and she gets all the way down. And as I was watching it, I was just like, fuck, I love that. Like, you know how people like hit that bottom point and then they like turn it around and it just takes like one little mindset shift and they go, okay, like I can take this little step and I can, okay, that felt good. So now I'm going to take this next one. And for me, there's so many people who like you have, like sometimes they just had to go through and I'm definitely one of them, that shitty, awful part in order to make the transformation into who they needed to be, to show up as they needed to, to get to where it is that they wanted to go. So I really want to dive into your your rock bottom a little bit more and like what that sort of felt like for you at the time. And I'd love to hear as well about like your story of coming out and how that went down with your family and everything as well. And if that sort of like played into it um, yeah. and sort of what that was like for you and how you started to make, like take steps towards actually making the shift so that you could become everything that you are today. Mm. Yeah. So it's definitely been a journey and recently, like as in like the past month, I've realized that, pieces of my rock bottom uh, are no longer a rock bottom moment for me because I ultimately was able to reframe my belief about myself. And what I'm saying is that like, if you were to talk to me, like if you listen to my episode that I was on with the Skinny Confidential, if you listen to that podcast, mm. um, you know, I talk about how my rock bottom was, I was 75 pounds overweight I was in massive financial crisis. I was in a toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. 
and I was working a job that doesn't serve me. Now, uh, at that time, those things really rang true to me, and it was really part of my story because, you know, the second that I left that relationship that was emotionally abusive, it was with a woman. So when I left that relationship and came out, I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. It just fell off of me. This emotional weight fell off of me. Yeah. Now it's been an interesting journey because if we fast forward to now, and this was this was almost like eight years ago that all of this happened. Yeah. If if we fast forward to now, I am fluctuating back at the weight that I was when I was at that rock bottom. However, I'm in a completely different emotional and mental state and really have been doing a lot of physical healing. And it turns out that the reason that my body always held on to weight is because I had a massive parasite um, overgrowth and working on mm -hmm. healing that. And that could be a completely different podcast as it mm -hmm. is. And I've gone down like lots of different healing journeys and, and I'm currently on one and feeling I've never felt better in my body now right at this weight that you know at, like at, just to put a number behind it so you can like gauge like when i was and i just recently um posted on instagram a before and after but it was like before i was like stick thin like super skinny like working out like 10 times a week and and now i just like move my body three times a week at pilates and like intuitively eat and just Look at, but I look at myself and I'm like, you're so happy now. Mm -hmm. You are so much happier. And also all of the things that I was told I couldn't have until I was skinny, they're happening now in my bigger body yeah. that they didn't happen when I was skinny and thin and, and had six pack and all that stuff. I thought it was going to make me happy and I didn't. So it's important for me to start like uh, reframing my rock bottom and sharing that it's complete. Like, yes, it was a big pivotal point for me I really wanted to lose weight at that time and still like want to make sure that I'm in a healthy body right for me and but also like just sharing that I have never felt better like I feel this like physical calm about myself and when I look at myself in the mirror there aren't these feelings of like hatred and shame and disgust like I'm just like this is your body and it is supporting you healing these parasites and the this mental conditioning of who you are just by being the way it is. And and that's really important. So this is a massive tangent, but I, I think loved that's it. something. No, that, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, when I when I left that relationship, uh, it was really just me saying, I am worth not being myself. Like I'm worthy of that. And I don't have to sacrifice myself for anyone. And the funny thing is, is like all of that fear of coming out and being real me, I was worrying about like what everyone was going to think, like just to paint a little picture, I came out to my parents and they were like, great, what's well, for dinner? And I was just like, motherfucker, I've been holding this inside of me for so long. And you know, like, like, well, we've known since you're like a very little boy, we're just waiting for you to come to us. And I'm just like, oh my God, if only, you know, I think this is an interesting topic and an interesting yeah. thing to, to think about is like, what are your, what are you scared of? And it might not be around coming out. It could be about anything like telling your partner that you want to become an entrepreneur, but you guys don't have a lot of money saved up for you to take that leap. But like, it's like sitting down with them and being like, Hey, this is my dream. I want to give it a shot. Let's figure it out. Instead of like spiraling anxiety, worrying, Oh my gosh, they're going to leave me. They're going to hate me. They're going to think I'm a failure. Like 
ultimately, and especially our partners just want us to be happy. And that's just like taking that leap. So, you know, I'm really grateful and lucky that my parents had that response. Although at the time I was like, come on, you didn't, I didn't pretend well, like, yeah, you know, I, I was in a relationship with a woman. Like I did that. I did it, you know, like, yeah. uh, And it was, it was all just like very, very interesting. So, but because of all of that rock bottom moment, it's now, it's, Mm. it's part of my story and it's really, just a really, really important piece to share that when I started saying yes to myself, the weight that I wanted to lose at the time started leaving me. The, um, the financial crisis started reversing itself. The job that I had always dreamt of came knocking at my door, right? All because of like relationships that I'd had for four years with a recruiter, right? She was like, oh, I think I found something for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I want. And I got like a 30% salary increase. Like all of this magic happened, but yeah. because I wasn't doing any of the internal healing and I was just externally trying to change my environment, mm-hmm. that stuff that was haunting me still came back in other ways. Like then I just started dating the same type of person, but uh, as a man, not a woman, you know? And like I started, and like the job, I just created the same type of toxic environment, even though, and, and, and it's like, Unless you do the internal work, which is what took me forever to learn, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just going to continue perpetuating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And we're always learning. Hey, like always, you always think that you're like, yeah, I've got it now. And then, oh, here's another lesson. And you learn something else mm-hmm. and you up level again. And I think that that's for me anyway, that's, it's been something that I've really had to realize. Like you sort of think that you've got it and then you're like, okay, wait, here's another lesson. Like here's another thing. And I think it's good to highlight that because sometimes, you know, when you're at the beginning of that journey, whether it's into self-love or spirituality or, you know, owning what it is that you actually want out of your life, whatever it is, sometimes it can feel really scary because you're like, Oh, I've got so much ahead of me and it just feels really safe where I am right now. But it's like, no, no, like you just need to take one step and then one more and then one more and it will just kind of keep growing on itself um but yeah i love what you said about like the fear side of things as well and that ultimately like you know when it comes to any sort of decision in your life or making some sort of pivotal shift like there's going to be so much fear and resistance that comes up for you and we talk a lot about that on this podcast about like fear and like ego and limiting beliefs and everything like that and i kind of want to go down that path a little bit because obviously for you like there was a lot of fear around telling that story and like well sorry the stories that you were telling yourself were creating a lot of fear around telling your parents and around coming out to your partner and ultimately like the the result was not that at all how did you feel was that like frustrating to you do you feel like a lot of ego came up like fuck you guys like what the heck like i've been so upset and worried about this like what was that like oh you know it's it's just like it was a, a a different time it was a different time in my life and it, there definitely was ego that came up. There definitely was frustration, but more disappointment, you know, more sadness in this, in the thing that like, I thought that the people who loved me most wouldn't love me regardless of, you know, who I love and my sexuality. Like that was, um, that was the sad, the saddest part for me. You know, it, it, I did an episode of my podcast with my dad, all about co- my, my coming out story and what it was like for him to, for me to come out like from the parents point of view I think it was really important to tell that story and you know we really did it up like I took him to New York City for pride and we we I took him on like a tour of Stonewall and like 
all of the like did all of the fun things and yeah. uh, for fun for me at least I think he had a good time actually and <laughs> um and just like talking about that with him it was really eye-opening right because like he was like son like as a parent like I, I believe that you just have to love right like your children you would just want them to be happy and I think that it's easier said than done to say that especially as a parent like because uh, a lot of the the trials and tribulations that I've been through in my life are me trying to live out these desires that my parents are projecting on me that they didn't get to fulfill, right? And and so it's just like detaching from those types of things mm. has been really, really challenging and also detaching from the story that if I don't do this, my parents are going to be so sad. And I'm like, oh, you know, but it's just like, they're the ones who didn't do it, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it's just like, it's not my job. And if you're listening, it's not your job to fulfill anyone's desires, but your own. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I think that we're coming into this day and age where it's really cool how open people are when it comes to communication and sharing what they want and, and believe in and need from a partner or just family. Like, yeah. And and I think that as we continue to expand our consciousness around communication, which is something that I'm becoming more and more passionate about, like how to communicate what you need, not only from yourself, but from others, That's that's been really, really fun. You know, just like using my husband and my relationship as a, a guinea pig for all of this research I'm doing. <laughs> Does he love it? Yeah, I mean, he well, because I like to think that he's around like, He's catching up to me, but there was like this kind of where if I did something six months later, he would be into doing it, yeah. you know, take him around that average of time. But now he's starting to catch up where it's speed up, where it's not taking him as long. And sometimes he'll like just go out and do it with me instead of having to wait to see. But I really believe that if you're looking to change a loved one, first of all, like release that need to change them, mm. but just continue working on yourself. Like, right. Like that old saying, the only person you can change is you. Yeah. And it's so true. And especially when I have clients come to me being like, Oh, I just want my mom to go on the self-love journey, or I just want, you know, mm. my dad to start eating healthier. I'm just like, why don't you just take a look in the mirror and see how you can be a leader? Because yeah. I, I don't, there have been so many times where my mom has called me and been like, Paul, you doing what you love has inspired me to do what I love. And like, mm -hmm. I just like get emotional saying that because yeah. it, it, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's just like mm -hmm. start speaking your truth and doing you and more people will yes. do the same. And then we'll ultimately just be a happier, healthy humanity. Humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I got goosebumps when you said that, like, Oh, so good. It's so true too. Like I find that ask me the same question because with what I do, like I teach a lot around like entrepreneurship, but from like a blend the woo with the work perspective. So like spirituality and strategy and service, like that's kind of what it's all about. And so we talk a lot about like manifestation and like realizing you're a co-creator and like building, you know, a reality for yourself that you choose and like all that sort of stuff. So a lot of those sort of conversations come up with clients, exactly the same thing. Like, okay, well, I feel like I've up leveled so much and my partner's not coming up with me or my best friend, like we're starting to butt heads because like, you know, why aren't they on this journey as well? Like, how can they not see it? Like, you know, I've made all of these shifts and it's so good. Like I want that for them as well. And I always say the exact same thing, like exactly what you were saying, whereas it's like, okay, cool. Like you can try and force it on them. But ultimately, like if you just focus on you, stay in your lane, do what you're doing, that energy is going to rub off on them. They're going to start to see it and be like, oh, 
okay, this is interesting. And that a hundred percent happened in my life. Like, and that's when it's going to happen. Cause I, what I always say is like, okay, cool. Like you've made these shifts now, but six months or 12 months ago, if, if I'd come up to you and been like, Hey, there's this ultimate way of living. Like I'm totally just going to blow your mind. This is what you have to do. You need to do this right now. They would have been like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Like, what the hell? Like, you're just crazy. I don't want anything to do with this. Like, fuck off. Like, you know, and I always say that. And then they're like, yeah, true, actually. Like, I probably would have thought you were nuts. Like, and I think that it's so important. Like, I love what you said about that. Cause it's like, yeah, like just own your journey. Like trust that you're doing exactly what you need to do and that they're going to reach it themselves in divine timing when they're supposed to. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just honestly, like it's, it is so important because they, you do see it a lot where people are like, okay, well I've had this, so I want it for the people that I love. And it's like, yes, like, support them and like be there for them, but trust that they're going to make that shift in their own time. Um, so talk to me about like the journey to calling in your husband. So like was with, obviously, you know, you had like such a beautiful transformation and a journey that you went on. I want to hear the story around how that all took place. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, after I left that emotionally abusive relationship, I, I basically started dating the same type of people, just a different gender. And, ultimately had to continue down that path of learning that I was worthy of love from someone who was kind and conscious and generous and thoughtful and, and really saw me as more than just someone to hook up with. And, mm -hmm. and I got like pretty deep down the rabbit hole of, of self-destructive behavior when it came to my, um, my dating life. And at that time, I moved from New York City city to back home to San Diego and moved back with my parents and I started seeing a therapist and she challenged me she said Paul I know that you're really hurt right now but why don't you write down everything that you want in a partner everything that you want in a partner just write it in your journal okay and basically this was a list of like the complete opposites of all of the things that my um all of the people that i dated were so like i just I, there were some things that i liked about them so i brought that in so i wrote out 58 things 58 things like non-negotiable things that yeah. i wanted in a partner and meanwhile i was on okay cupid which is like the like old you know there was no actually i think tinder was a thing but like there was no like it was like you had to send messages there's no like swipe right swipe yeah. left was all the messages and um, I had started messaging with my now husband and um, we, it was the holiday season and we had planned to, to meet in January and believe it or not, seven days after I wrote that list was our first date. Mm. And I started like, I totally forgot about the list. And before we got married um, and Two days ago was our two-year wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! <laughs> Before we got married, I was going through some of my old journals, and I found that list, and I was just like, "Damn!" I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god! What? This is crazy!" It, every single thing he was. So it was like, you know, people are like, "Oh, really? You manifested him in seven days?" And I'm like, "Yeah, challenge me. Like, look at yeah. the." <laughs> Got the proof, bitch. <laughs> no, the proof is in the pudding here. And I like to, you know, like I like to put the caveat in that, like I was really just like really putting all of my energy into that. Like I was so hurt that I was like, I need all these things to be better. And like there was just so much focus and consciousness on those things that uh, 
they were delivered to me very quickly. And very I think that that's the beauty of manifestation. Like if you take it seriously, you can sell your house in a day, right? Yes, a million percent yes. <laughs> when we moved down to Melbourne, everyone was like, it's going to be so hard for you to find an apartment. And I was like, watch me. <laughs> we'll have it by Friday. And we had it by Friday. It literally took me 24 hours and called in dream apartment like that and nobody could believe it so i'm so with you oh it's so good and it's so funny isn't it like exactly what you said like you're like i totally forgot about the list like i wasn't even focusing on it because i think that that's something that then happens to people like force 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 but i think the beauty of it is like you put you were so intentional about it you got so much clarity you took the action around actually defining it and then you released it and then you just like yeah cool universe like you got my back it's coming i know it and stopped worrying about it and then i love that you're like oh yeah cool like found these old journals oh my god like tick 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 <laughs> all the things oh so good oh, happy anniversary that's so exciting and i just love that whole story it's so good um i want to switch gears a little bit and just ask around like obviously you know you show up online really authentically very vulnerably very happy to just share like a lot of raw things on there do you get a lot of hate or trolls or people showing up and challenging that? Or do you find that like, because of the way you show up energetically, you just like got no room for it and people just don't do that. I don't get any trolls. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And I'm, um, I'm continuing to align with that truth yeah. because yeah. there, there have been times where I have energetically called trolls in because I've been like, I'm not getting any, I guess I'm not like doing it right. Because you know, like, you don't get trolls, you're not doing it right. Um, I've also like, there, there have been people who have challenged me around like pricing of my programs, mm. but it's, it's always, it's just really interesting. And I can tell this story because I found it really just spot on with what, when you feel called to do this work, whoever your coach is that's calling you in, but it, it's just really important to follow that gut intuition and not take it out on other people. So Long story short, I had a girl who did a clarity call with me and at the time I was charging for those calls because I had an influx of followers from a, a podcast episode I was on it. I just couldn't handle the amount of application. Yeah. So I had to weed them out by asking them to pay to be able to do the exploratory call with me. Yeah. And uh, basically the, the cost of my program turned out to be too much for her, or at least that was a story she was telling herself that she wasn't worthy to make that investment. Mm. Um, and then whenever someone would post like, what's, how much does your program cost? I would normally say, hey, I just sent you a DM because I just wanted, I cannot lead with price, especially for someone who's suffering through that worthiness wound. Yeah. It's just like something that has never worked for me. Because mm -hmm. people see a price and they're just like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's, I'm not worth it. Your response. So yeah. she would, this woman was going through a fake Instagram and, and commenting whenever someone asked a price and she would just blast my pricing and be like, honestly, I think he's really taking advantage of people who are in pain by charging this much. Mm -hmm. Right. So like very, very hurt person that she had to A, go create a fake Instagram account and then B, do this. And it didn't turn out, I didn't know who it was until my friend swooped in and was like, Hey, have you actually like explored working with Paul? Cause his work is like really transformative and well worth that. And I think he's undercharging all this stuff. And the girl was like, yeah, I actually have. I did a call with him. I think he's amazing. I think he's great. I just couldn't afford it. And then like, it was just like everything like dissipated because she realized that like, oh, 
shit. Like yeah. I'm rejecting this like pain uh, on, of who I am and that I don't feel worthy of spending that money mm-hmm. to fully love myself. And I'm just like trying to hurt this person who doesn't have anything to do with it. Right. Because I didn't have anything to do with it. No. It was her decision. So, um, and then of course I blocked her ass. So. <laughs> And you set those energetic boundaries and you're like, I don't have any time for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is so true. Like you said, such a projection of what's going on internally for her. And yeah, I'm glad that she obviously like came to that, but obviously it's unfair for the people that it impacts along the way. So um, something you talk about a lot is like protecting, protecting your yes and like setting those boundaries. And, you know, for those listening who maybe struggle a little bit with that, I definitely did. I used to be such a people pleaser. Oh my God. Um, and I've had to do a lot of work along the way around setting boundaries and it can be in any area of your life, but I'd love for you to just speak a little bit on sort of what that looks like and how you can sort of step into doing that, obviously from that self-love perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people-pleasing, like I said, is the the epitome of me before my self-love journey. It mm-hmm. was, you know, if you looked up the definition of, of people-pleaser, there'd be like a cute picture of me next to <laughs> it. It's like, just like, so people-pleasing is when you put others in front of you, others' desires, wants, needs in front of your own, sacrifice yourself, and ultimately it's a massive disservice, not only to you, but to the other people. Yeah. Because if you continue saying yes to something that you don't want to do, everyone else is going to think that you do want to do it. So ultimately, if you if you step into this place of, I don't want to do this anymore, people will be like, but what? You've been doing this for years. I thought you loved it. What do you mean? You've been lying to me this entire time. It's like this major blow up that could be totally avoided if you just started saying yes to you and no to the things that don't fill you up. So if you're at this point where you're just like, oh, I just want to start saying yes to me and I want to stop. I want to start saying no to all of the things that are coming up that I don't want to do, but I'm really scared. Like there are a couple of different things you can do. Start practicing saying no with someone you love, right? Like, so if, if it's like, I like to use the example because we're around the holiday season of just like not wanting to go to aunt Susie's house. That's a three hour drive um, out in the middle of nowhere to have some, really stale fruitcake that she made three <laughs> years ago because she's just still trying to get rid of it and she just wants an excuse to see you, right? But you don't want to do it. You want to say, no, I don't want to do it. So clearly your your family who is driving with you doesn't want to go either. So you sit down and say, hey guys, I need some support. Like I'm going to tell Aunt Susie no, but I need you to help me practice. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone's going to know so well how Aunt Susie's going to react. So you can just have like a little role playing game. You can turn into something really, really fun. Or you can just sit with your partner and be like, hey, I don't want to come. And then have your partner play the other person. Mm-hmm. What are they going to say? You know, and then you play out all the what ifs. What if this happens? How am I going to respond? How am I going to react? Because yeah. then you can come from an emotionally stable, not an emotionally reactive state, right? You can be rational with your response. Because when people start getting defensive, they just want to butt heads with you. But if you just stop the defense and hold place for it and be like, I hear what you're saying. I understand that you're frustrated. I understand that you're sad and upset. But please know that this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with me. I love you. I don't love your fruitcake, but I love you so much. And I would love to see you, you know, at a later date. Or would you be interested in coming to us this year and bring your fruitcake? Maybe there's a happy medium in there. Right? So it's just like the two things, practicing with people who get it, who understand. You know that you have a best friend who you complain about all the time, complain to all the time about having to go bowling with your husband or whatever it is, right? Like, so why don't you practice with your best friend telling your husband that you hate to bowl? Like, mm-hmm. why don't you just practice it? It could be fun. You know, film it for YouTube. Why not? Just put it out yeah. there. 
So, so that they're, you know, it's just like making it fun and exciting. Learning how to communicate is fun. Yes. Yes. So good. I love that. I love the role play idea. I love like the, the emphasis on the communication. And I think like you said as well, like just getting clear and like, what do you actually want? Like, and then like play it out with someone that you trust and it feels good. So funny. I remember doing that as a kid actually, which is, I haven't thought about this in years and years and years, but I was like very big victim of like bullying when I was young, like all through primary school. And there was this one girl, my mom and I role played how I was going to tell her, no, I'm not sitting with you anymore. I'm going to go and hang out with this other girl. And like, down pat got that speech i remember this it was so transformative in my life i went the next day at school i was so nervous i was like 10 <laughs> and told her exactly that and she had nothing and was like oh okay like and i was like okay and my life got like instantly better like that so yeah it's it is amazing isn't it like you know little things like that i didn't even know at the time like but th- what you're saying like it's such a transformative tool and it's just something that like people can you know apply to their lives in terms of setting those boundaries so that's awesome i love it um, okay, cool. I'll wrap it up. I want to know if there was like one last piece of advice, if it's maybe like a self-love or self-care ritual that you swear by or some sort of shift that we haven't spoken about that you just feel called to touch on now that you could leave our listeners with, what would it be? If you're listening to this and you're hearing this message and you either feel resistance around it or you feel super called to start exploring it, listen listen to that feeling and this message was made for you it was meant for you to hear no one else but you and you are worthy of self-love you are worthy of doing what makes you happy in this life and i just want to empower and inspire you to know that fully in your core and give yourself permission to step into it whatever that feeling is whether it's fear or excitement Sometimes those two are very confused mm-hmm. and confusing together. Like sometimes excitement is fear, fear is excitement. And just lean into it, explore it. You are worthy. And like I said, this message is for you. Love that. Love you. Thank you so much, Paul. This has just been such a blessing. I've so enjoyed this conversation. And if you're not following Paul, get a little bit of Paul in your life. Tell everybody where they can go and find you online. Yeah, so I'm uh, best place to find me is Instagram at Paul Fishman. That's my first name, Paul. Last name, Fish, like the things that swim in the sea, man like me, Paul <laughs> Fishman. Uh, you can also find me on my website, paulfishman.love, or you can check out my podcast, The Road to Self Love, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Beautiful. And we'll put all the links in the show notes so it's super easy for you to go and find Paul and soak up all his beautiful goodness in the online world. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you so freaking much. Mm, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.